What's up? Happy Thursday and welcome to KNC Chat. I am so excited to have you with us. Come in, put a hello in the comment, give me a wave, say hello. Listen, KNC Chats are here, we're back, and we are kicking off our newly announced season 1.5 with my friend Jennifer Brushel. Hey! Burr, 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 burr. That was more for the season kickoff than me, but it just worked. No, it's both. It's <laughs> definitely both. Hi, friend. How Hello, are you? friend. I'm so good. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for sharing this so the moment happy. with me. Of course. Of course. I'm so excited because, first of all, how long have we been scheduling this particular like has it been a year it hasn't been quite a year but it's been it's been it's it's close to it, close to it. <laughs> yeah it's um it's been a long time coming and I know that just in our talks it's been always so fun to just talk about our stories and our backgrounds and I'm so excited because you guys we are kicking off our season our pop-up season and we're calling it um, short stories of authenticity and the whole context for this season is really having us tell the backstory to where what we see. And Jennifer, I know you can concur with this. Like, we don't look like what we've been through, right? It's like. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Seriously. Listen. I mean, God has been so good. He's been so faithful. So just to be able to go back and just tell some of the stories to give an inside look. It's funny. I was um praying and spending time with the Lord a couple of weeks ago and he was like I was reading in John where he came around and um showed Timothy his hand and mm. it was just like I just felt like the Holy Spirit encouraged me it was like a lot of times when we read that it's like yo doubting Thomas rather mm -hmm. um you know how he doubted and all this and it was just like but Thomas had seen, he had experienced something. And so for Jesus, it wasn't a mundane thing to actually show him those imprints. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just so much power in the authentic, authentic, authenticity that comes with showing what happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Seeing what happened there and feeling, feeling my spine, feeling my hand and knowing that, mm -hmm. um, what you see is <laughs> a culmination a story. of the, our story. Yeah. And so I'm so excited about just sharing that. So you guys, next Thursday, mark your calendars. You got to be um, ready. Uh, we are launching our season pop-up and with our first episode. And tonight is our official kickoff with my friend, Jenny. Ooh, I'm excited. I am too. I am too, Fran. All right. So um, without further ado, um, Jennifer, share yeah. your short story of authenticity. Share my story of authenticity. Okay. Well, first I would like to open up by saying that depression and anxiety are heavy, mm -hmm. but the love of Christ is stronger. So as I share today, um, you know, I'm sharing my story and, and I, I always find the tension of like, I'm sharing my story and what God's walked me through the last couple of years, but like, how do you magnify and amplify the work yeah. that God has done and not just the struggle, 
but the struggle is what brings us into that understanding of humanity sure. but the magnifying of what he's done is really where I want to sit out and mm -hmm. camp out and so yeah. um I appreciate being able to share I I I'm going to share something just a journey I've been on that really I don't even know when it started. I know when the breaking point happened and that's really where I'm gonna hone in on today. Um, but when I look back, you um, can just see just the, the shadows of this thing yeah. for years and years and years. And it really came to a head in 2020. And as I like to often say, 2020 was a trash year for me. Trash year for me. Yeah, now listen, yeah. I know some folks, yourself included that they had some breakthrough in 2020 and I yeah. clap my hands at that. I think that's amazing. Legit. Mm -hmm. It was a rough year for me. And so as much as I want to say it's a trash year, I also understand that it was a, a restorative year that God was in the works of doing something, but mm -hmm. it was a tough year for me. And so uh, we had the pandemic. Hello. Uh, just yeah. trigger everybody just by mentioning the word pandemic, right? We all had our journey of that. And, um, and I had already been going through years of, of depression and anxiety. Uh, I knew anxiety was in there, but I didn't really realize how deeply it was in there until everything came out. And um, But depression was definitely um, a, a part of my journey for a long time and way deeper even with that than I had realized. But to make um, a really, really long story short, at the end of 2020, around October, um, we had we had gone through the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but gone through the the beginning stages of chaos and right. not be, trying to figure out what everything was, going what was going on. Um, I serve as a pastor in full time ministry, and so it was just a very turbulent year for us. Didn't know what what was going on, what the church was going to look look like, and um, my whole life really is wrapped up in the church, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had to find balance in that, you know. But that's a whole yeah. other story. But when the when the question mark of what is the future of our church look like, um, just through the the chaos of the pandemic there was this question mark for my own identity that followed. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even really realize that. And I plowed through the first couple months of, of COVID. We just, we just moved through. And I think once things began to kind of settle again, I know we were still deep in the stages of it yeah. by October of 2020, but we were starting to get our, a, a better glimpse mm -hmm. of things. And, and I had pushed through the big stages of it. And I think when things started to settle, I then started to come down. And so I was in a deep place of depression and anxiety deeper than I had ever been. I had had a relationship that um, I thought was going to end in marriage and I've never been married, never been engaged and was very certain that this is where that relationship was heading. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that relationship started, that relationship stopped. And so I think that was just the final straw mm. for me. And, and it just, the question of where is our church going? What's my job looking like? What's, what is my life looking like? Depression, anxiety, a failed relationship. Mm -hmm. And I um, was at a women's conference at our church and was scheduled to be on the stage on a speaking panel. And I've um, had the honor of being in ministry from a very young age. I've served in some capacity since the age of 14 and been on the stage a lot. And it's not something I take lightly, but I'm used to the stage. I'm used mm -hmm. to platform conversations and all of that. And um, it was about an hour before I was supposed to be on the stage and I started having a panic attack. And very long story short, 
ended up removing myself from the panel, sitting in a back room with a dear friend who um, watched as I quite literally unfolded into a mental breakdown. And um, I just remember sitting there and, and um, just the shame that I felt of not being able to be on the panel and how silly now when I look back at that to go, gosh, I wish I could go back and hug myself, like in the middle of a breakdown and I'm upset that I let somebody down by not being on the panel. And um, I know these things as lies now, but at this point it felt so real that I thought I was done with ministry. I was just so burned out and so at, at a place of depression and thought I would never preach again. Didn't know who I was anymore. Felt so far away from who I I thought I had been and who I had become and um, was just making statements like I'm out of ministry. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I've missed everything. Like that was my big thing is I, I have missed it all and um, had an emergency session with my therapist that night, went home from the conference, um, was sent home from the conference just to go like take a break, had an emergency session with my therapist, talked through mm -hmm. And T, what's wild is I sat in that room with my friend sobbing hot tears, like sobbing hot tears, but I felt nothing. Wow. It was literally like my body had said, you're done, but my soul was just so numb that I, I felt nothing. And um, the next day I had another, another event that I was supposed to be at. And by the grace of God, he carried me through. I don't even think I should have gone, but he carried mm -hmm. me through yeah. and um over that, the weekend I got home from that event, I started waking up. I would be sleeping, waking up in panic attacks. Wow. And um, if you never had a panic attack, it's not just, oh, just you're a little scared. It feels like you're losing your mind, that you're dying, that it's yeah. your whole nervous system just goes against you. And I've had the honor of working with people long enough and being in ministry that I knew um, if I didn't get help this was only going to lead to so many places. Mm -hmm. And um, by the grace of God, I just, I, I knew I needed help. And again, it wasn't just this weekend. It wasn't like yeah. a, all of a sudden I had a bad weekend and right. I knew I needed help. This was months and years really collected that yeah. came to a head and I knew I needed help. And so I did the bravest thing I think I've ever done. Wow. And I searched in Google Christian mental health clinics and I made a phone call and they, the person on the phone, I had told him my situation. And I think T in the back of my mind, I was mm -hmm. thinking he was going to tell me, oh, sweetie, you're in a rough spot, but like, mm -hmm. you just need to go to counseling for a couple of weeks and you'll be okay. Right. I thought he would say, you're not mm -hmm. that bad off. Other right. people have it worse than you. That's, that's not what this clinic is for. And he said the direct opposite. He said, honey, it sounds like you're a perfect candidate for what our program mm -hmm. offers. And I thought, holy mess. Mm -hmm. And within a couple of days, um, really long story short, it was made possible for me to go. I didn't think I was going to be able to go financially. It was way beyond what I, I was able to afford, mm -hmm. but God made a way. Wow. And in October, the last week of October, 2020, I checked into a 30 day mental health clinic. And um, I remember the first night just feeling so like we're talking you know, checks, they, they're yeah. doing body checks. They're checking your luggage. They're walking in, in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, making yeah. sure you're okay. This was like mm. full on. It was basically one step before a mental hospital. Mm -hmm. And I say that just to give clarity yeah. of, of where I was. 
And I want to pause long enough if somebody's watching this and you have checked yourself into a mental hospital. Um, that's just not my story. There's nothing wrong right. with that. I think if I had let things go long enough, that would have probably been the emergency step I needed to take. Mm -hmm. If you've been in a mental hospital one time or multiple times, I think you're brave and I think you're amazing, but that's just not where I was. Um, so I remember that first night step in, um, I thought about eating dinner in my room by myself, but I braved it out and went outside to this picnic table where a group of very broken people were sitting, people that had scars all over their body, that reflected the pain that they had carried for years, people that were trying to kick a drug addiction, people that were trying to kick an alcohol addiction, people that had had failed suicide attempts from literally one or two nights before then, um, extreme diagnosis. And here I was walking out with these broken people finding myself just as broken. Mm. And um, I didn't think I was better than them. I would have even in the years past worked with people in these situations. It's always an honor, but I had never had the, the viewpoint of being with them in the middle. We're like right. in this thing together. Mm -hmm. And um, we went around the table and started sharing kind of what got us there. And I was hearing their stories and somebody turned to me and they said, well, what got you here? What, how'd you get here? And I said, very um, nervously and very almost ashamed. I said, well, I've been really depressed and I have some anxiety and had a couple of panic attacks thinking like, I'm still mm -hmm. not, these people have it worse. What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Like feeling like I don't even fit in at wow. the mental health clinic mm -hmm. and, and, and feel like I had to disclaim like what got me there. And as I'm disclaiming somebody across the table, reached across and put a hand on the table and said, honey, whatever got you here, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Pain is pain. And when they said pain is pain, it was like everything was just leveled. And I began to put my armor down. And, yeah. it, and for the first time ever, I was like, you know, it's time to heal. Mm -hmm. And it's time to let God fix these things. Maybe my trauma, maybe my pain doesn't look like this person's, but theirs doesn't look like mine either. Mm -hmm. And we all need God and we all need Christ. And it, it sent me on a 30-day journey. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, that season was the roughest thing I've ever walked through but it was the kindest thing that the wow. Lord could have ever walked me through. It began healing. And I wish I could say in 30 days, I mean, we're talking psychiatrists, medicine, therapy, group therapy, hard stuff. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful experience as well. Beautiful facility, but hard. It was, yeah. I've had people joke and be like, Oh, sign me up, send me there for 30 days. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, <Listen. right. laughs> I think anyone could go there anyone could go there in any yeah. season of life and benefit, but mm -hmm. not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but that was just the start, man. It, it unraveled uh, months and months of therapy and digging deep and being honest and having conversations and sharing with people like you even saying, yeah. listen, this, this, this is where I've been yeah. like um, being vulnerable and and healing is any type of healing, um, mm -hmm. specifically just on the topic of mental healing, yeah. um, mental health, I should say, is not linear. Like we go into a place like that, spend 30 days, get all the resources. And, and we think like, okay, I'm out. I'm good. No, no shoddy. Like it's up and down. It's a hard yeah. one. Like you, you good for a couple of weeks, you're using the resources and then you hit a place in it. And it's like, oh man, am I starting all over? Mm -hmm. And so it took about a year 
for me to start feeling like myself again. I had really good weeks and then some really rough weeks. And, um, but it took right around a year for me to start just feeling like myself and Mm -hmm. really rolling and, and functioning at, at almost full capacity. Um, and I had, again, had to have honest conversations. I had to be real. I had to really be transparent with people when I was struggling and learn how to say I'm hurting. Like Mm -hmm. I could be edgy and I could be snappy. And in in the past, I just thought that was my personality. No, I was like, something was hurting on the inside and I was trying to hold it all together and we just can't do that. And so I had to learn how to be Mm -hmm. real. And I had always thought I was a very honest and vulnerable person. And I think I was to a degree, but I've Mm -hmm. I've learned how to really just, um, put my defenses down and let the Lord be the defense of my heart. Let him be my healer and my guide and all of that. So, I I mean, I don't even know where to go with that to say where my story ended. It didn't, it hasn't, we're still in this thing and I'm thankful to be on the other side. We're talking two and a half years later Mm -hmm. on the other side of the fog and, and I'll end kind of right here. Um, am I fully healed, man? I claim that I claim Mm -hmm. that, but I also understand that I'm human and, and I'm thankful. I think it's living T it's living in the grace for today that today I'm recognizing that he's with me and he's, he's there. He's, he's got me. And tomorrow, if I hit a wall, he's right there with me too. And so I think anyone walking through a dark time, a depression and anxiety, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not one size fits all. There's so many facets to that. He's with you. Pain is pain. If you're hurting, get help, reach out, figure out what that looks like for you, whether that's talking to a friend or checking into a hospital, a clinic, Mm -hmm. therapy, what, what, go for a walk. I don't know what it is. Get So, um, I'm just really thankful and, uh, I'll let you take over from here. That is beautiful, uh, Jenny. And thank you so much for just sharing your heart and your story. I think, you know, the beautiful thing about what you said and the most impactful to me is that reality that pain is pain. And no matter where we find ourselves, that reality of pain is something that we can sit in and really deal with and know that like to your point God is still greater and his love yeah. is able to find us no matter where, where. we are like yeah. quite literally no yeah, matter where we are yeah. and yeah yeah and you know that was something that I experienced um as well when I was in a you know depressed when I was trying to cope with being a mom out of pregnant, out of wedlock. And, you know, after, after, after having all these facades, it came time. I was like, you know, I didn't want to just continue, but I, at the point that God found me, he was just like, there's nowhere I won't reach down uh-huh. to, to get you, you know? And that's just the beautiful thing. Yeah. And the beautiful part of being in community and having a, a God that loves us past you know, what we can see as our reality. So I just, I'm so grateful that you were able to share your story. Mm-hmm. Jenny, what would you say for, you know, a next step for someone who is sitting in the middle of their grief while they're listening to this and, you know, they just may not see what that next step could look like. What would you say practically they can do? Reach out to somebody like that. I mean, that's huge. It, yeah. It's often the things that we don't want to do that we should. Mm. 
And, and when you're isolated, it feels like I'm too, we have all the excuses and I don't even have time to list them all. Like I'm going to be a burden or it's not that bad or whatever it is, you know, when you're hurting, like reach out again, that could be a friend. Uh, fine. And I think T, even when I came home, I used to joke like, I bet people are tired of hearing about me going to the mental health clinic. Part of that was a healing piece for me. Cause I had Mm. been honest, like, yo, I'm still not good. Like, you know, I'm, I I checked in and checked out, but I'm still not good. And, and Mm -hmm. thinking out and being vulnerable again, it could be a counselor. That could be your, you may need to call your mom or dad if you have that connection with them and that opportunity. Um, So I think if you're, don't sit alone. Yeah. If you're sitting in grief, if you're sitting in depression, if you're sitting in anxiety, if you're sitting in a mental breakdown, don't sit Mm -hmm. alone. Don't sit alone. Like, and, and give the person, this is an extra added, but they, the person may not even know how to handle that. Yeah. Don't put that on them. (laughs) Like thank them for being there. Right. Let them know. Like, I don't need you to talk right now. I just need you to be here. Like sometimes people don't know. Yeah, it's right. their first time too. So right, right. that's so good. Like, don't it's blame them for their humanity when they just yeah. try to be there for you. It's so <laughs> they breaking down too in the in the inside of promise. <laughs> So or yeah, outside yeah. if you're like me. Exactly. exactly. You cry, I cry. That's it, right? <laughs> so just that's my step. Reach out, find yeah, help. Beautiful. Don't sit alone. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much for just listening and sharing in um, Jennifer's short story of authenticity. And listen, we want to hear your stories because it's those wounds, you know, those confessions of the heart um, combined with the blood of Jesus that can make uh-huh. us whole. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I just, wherever you find yourself, message us, DM us. We want to hear your short stories and we're going to be celebrating those stories over the next couple of weeks. And I cannot wait to hear yours. So until next time, guys, have a great Thursday and a great rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye.